This is Jimmy Burns from Melvern, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and survival of the show. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, if you want to get in contact with the show in some form or fashion, here's all the ways to do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. By the way, for those that are new, if you don't know what the newsletter is, go to the main page of the website off to the top right of the navigation. There's a thing that says Newsletter. Hit that. Give me an email address. That's all you really need to give me. And then every day, I'm sorry, every Tuesday around noon Eastern, you will get a heads up on what's happening in the show later that evening, round about 9 p.m. Eastern. In lieu of that, 14 past the first hour, we'll find us catching up with the creator of the Oklahoma Joe Smoker, which now, of course, is the Oklahoma Joe brand of many other different kinds of smokers, aside from the offset. My pal, Barbecue Hall of Famer, Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer, Joe Davidson, Oklahoma Joe. The When people say, hey, have you ever heard of Oklahoma Joe? A lot of people are talking about a cooker. But when I say, hey, have you ever heard of Oklahoma Joe? I'm talking about a human being. And Joe Davidson is that human being that I'm talking about. So we'll be talking a little bit about Barbecue Hall of Fame. We'll be talking about... The explosion and popularity of pellet cookers, what Joe's experience was like with pellet cookers way back in the day. Joe's been in it for a very long time. He's seen the evolution of cookers in the market, so it'll be interesting to get his take on what Joe Traeger brought to market early, mid-80s, and then spool up to where we are sitting here May 31st, literally one day away from June of 2022 by the way 2022 rapidly coming to a close for those that were wondering so joe davidson coming up here in about 11 minutes then 35 past the first hour because 2022 has been a show a huge show of first-time guests we will be joined by first-time guest and the vice president of marketing at next grill ramsey hawfield 
Very excited to speak with Ramsey this evening. Now, much like we'll be talking about pellet cookers and the evolution of cookers, if you will, with Joe Davidson coming up here in a few short minutes, Ramsey and the Next Grill folks are bringing something unique to the market. If you're not familiar with it yet, if you don't follow me on social, you're missing it, and I'll tell you how you can do that here in a second. However, it's two things that it's one thing that we have long clamored about and for the first time this year in 2022, we're seeing, which will now be two of these types of grills available on the market. That's part one. And part two, something that no grill has ever had on it that I'm aware of as we sit here in 2022. Part A, thermostatically controlled. Of course, we know that's not the first one to do it. Charbroil announced their cruise grill earlier this year. I was part of that unveiling or webinar or whatever they had with that. And I have yet to see it physically, but that was the first one I've heard have it after we had talked ad nauseum with Meathead and all the other folks that are gadget people and grill people in the field going, hey, with all this other technology just happening, how we do not have a thermostatically controlled grill? And there was all talk of it's very hard and it's in complicated and involved and the list goes on and charbroil brought the first one ramsey hawfield and next grill bringing the second one here to market as we get into the first half or starting to complete the first half of 2022 but to my knowledge the first to bring <laughs> to be bringing a grill that is also paired with what not a side burner gas, not an induction side burner. How about a big ass air fryer? Yes. So if you wanted to have, you know, the grills that have the charcoal grill on one side and the gas grill on the other. So evaporate either the gas or the charcoal grill and then in its place, put a big ass air fryer. And that's what next grill has, except their gas grill portion is thermostatically controlled and it's smart. And there also happens to be an attached air fryer to it. So if you're sick of the rudimentary waste of money side burners that you find on most gas grills, and there's only one induction burner on a grill that I can think of to date, air fryer might be the best opportunity to get some of those actual uses when you're talking about things that you're adding on to a grill. I might fall into the camp that I'm not sure if a air fryer needs to be on a grill but it's certainly something outside of the box and it's thermostatically controlled so that's what's happening in the first hour second hour we'll be welcoming back barbecue hall of famer barbecue central show guest hall of famer author tv personality extraordinaire and the list goes on ray lampy dr barbecue plenty to talk about with ray catching up with him after a bit of a hiatus so there you go follow me socially at tiktok instagram twitter and snapchat at bbq central show and you can get live video feeds of the show on Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also over on YouTube slash RD Rempe and streaming live audibly on Clubhouse as well. For those of you that just want to hear it and not look at it. And by the way, I don't blame you for that. So let's start here this evening before we get to Joe Davidson. This past Wednesday, the Barbecue Hall of Fame class of 2022 was exclusively announced right here on the show. We did it live. We'll do it live. We, that's right. We did it live. If you missed it, Joe Traeger, Ed Mitchell, John Marcus, Leanne Whippen were all put in. Three of the four seem to be left untouched for criticism 
But one drew a slew of emails and direct messages to the show since the announcement was made last week. And that person was Leanne Whippen. There was a lot of anti-Leanne sentiment getting tossed my way over the past week. I saw some of it on social media as well, all having to do with her getting into the Hall of Fame. With a, a caveat on a majority of those opinions, quote, especially over Darren, as many folks added in their communications to me as well. Whether you agree or disagree with some or all of the people put in this year, that can be debated, perhaps for eternity. And that's what many halls of fame produce anyway, a lively discussion on the merits and qualifications of that year's particular class. So debate as you wish, but remember, this class was originally decided by the people that sent in names for nominations. If no one would have nominated Leanne, she wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. She wouldn't have made the list of nine finalists before that. However, she was nominated, so she gets evaluated by the names committee like every other nominee. So if you had a problem with the list of nine finalists, then you have a problem with the names committee, and I'm sure they're able to take that heat if you want to levy it in their direction. But if you have a problem with Leanne getting into the hall, then you have a problem with the living Hall of Fame members that voted her as one of their top four picks. Yes, the names committee gets to vote too, but the majority of the tally is coming from the Hall of Fame members themselves. So if you have a problem with Leanne getting in, then you have a problem with those Hall of Fame members. Here's what I suggest. If you want to see Darren in the Hall of Fame next year, email Darren and interview him about his life in barbecue, all aspects of it, competing, teaching, business, charity, all that stuff. Then take that info, go to the Barbecue Hall of Fame website, see who's currently in the Hall of Fame that's alive because they'll vote and send them the reasons why they should vote for Darren with one of their four picks with all of this great information you've learned from interviewing Darren. That would be the best thing you could do. And if you're not willing to do that, then you can't complain about who's getting in each year because in the end, the general barbecue and grilling public are the ones sending in the names in the first place, which can lead to a whole other take that unfortunately I don't have time to do right now. But Joe Davidson is in the green room and he's ready to rock and roll, so we'll talk to him here in just one second. Keeping in that realm, though, I will talk to you about Oklahoma Joe's since the company's humble beginnings in 1987. Oklahoma Joe's has helped those who appreciate the process and craft of smoking. What began with Joe Davidson, a member of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, and a dozen hand-built smokers at the Oklahoma State Fair over 30 years ago, has since forged an Oklahoma Joe's brand that builds some of the most sought-after and trusted smokers on the market. Oklahoma Joe's has a proud history of creating uncompromising smokers and grills with a carefully crafted design, and the newest generation of popular Rider Series pellet grills carries on that tradition. The new features in the Oklahoma Joe Rider Deluxe Pellet Grill include a pit control 2.0 system that delivers the category's first dual sensor temperature control, fire-focused dual sensor feedback optimizes heat control based on the selected cooking style, low and slow smoking or high heat grilling, a power feed system that boasts a high torque, uh, high torque auger motor that powers through pellets for incredible power and performance. 
The new Rider Deluxe series builds on several popular features, including smoke and sear modes, which feature an impressive temperature range that runs from 200 to a searing hot 650 degrees, and a 20-pound quick-drawer hopper that allows unused pellets to be drained in seconds for simple storage, removal, and swapping of pellet flavors. Want to find out more? Or hit the website, oklahomajoes.com. That's oklahomajoes.com. See their offset pits, see their pellet cookers, see their barrel cookers, the whole gamut. oklahomajoes.com, and we're back with the Oklahoma Joe right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show, presented by the Ryder Deluxe Pellet Grills from Oklahoma Joe's. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology, sellers of ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans and accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit bbqguru.com for more information or give them a call at 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Kicking off the show this evening is a barbecue legend. Let us list a pit builder, yes. Barbecue restaurateur, yes. Successful businessman, yes. Barbecue Hall of Famer, yes. And Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer, yes. Let's go ahead and race to the Oklahoma Joe's Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills Hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Joe Davidson. Hey, Joe. Hey, it's good to be here. I am so grateful that you are once again back in the friendly confines, or as we say, the jungle of the Barbecue Central show, and looking forward to our chat here this evening. So before we talk about pellet cookers tonight, Joe, a few years ago, you were inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, as I had mentioned this past Wednesday. The class of 2022 was announced. John Marcus, Joe Traeger, Leanne Whippin, Ed Mitchell, all in on the living side of the Hall of Fame here. All great names, to be sure, but I'm curious to know if one or two of them really resonate with you on any particular level and why. Well, I will tell you that they're all very well-deserving. And you know that there's so many people that truly are Hall of Famers that just haven't made it in just yet. So 
I will tell you right now that I love the inductees this year. There are a couple that stand out to me. I think number one would be Joe Traeger. My gosh, the guy started the pellet uh, grill revolution so long ago. Actually, as long ago as I started Oklahoma Joe's. So I will, my hat's off to him. Number one, I will tell you that um, John Marcus has done so much for the world of barbecue and barbecue entertainment and television. And so that's it. And uh, the others obviously are very well-deserving members as well. So that's my take on it. And if the one you were rooting for didn't make it, they're going to make it eventually, I guarantee you. When you got the list of nine names to vote on, were you aware of all of them or did you have to do a little bit of homework on some? I I have to admit there were a number that were carried over from the year before and there were a small handful that maybe was the second or third time on the list. Uh, There were a few restaurateurs that I didn't know, but you're a guy that's in that game as well. Did you know all nine? I, I, I knew of every one of them, but... I still love to take the time to read their bios to really understand them and and get a feeling for what where they came from and that perspective, not just the social perspective, but the real perspective of where they came from. And let me tell you, they were that is a, a when you start trying to make a decision, you don't just flip a coin. These are really really big pros in the world of barbecue and it's so it's an honor to actually get to vote for them you know what i found to be extremely coincidental is a couple years ago desiree robinson cozy corner barbecue memphis tennessee gets in and you do a little background on her husband starts the business husband passes away desiree takes over the company and brings it to where it is today, all the while the next generation is in line, the next generation after that is in line. And then I didn't know anything about Flora Payne, Memphis, Tennessee, husband starts the business, husband passes away, Flora steps in, and all of a sudden you have this almost uh, equally impressive, and again, in Memphis, so I don't know what's in the water in Memphis, uh, don't be a man and start a barbecue business for sure, but make sure you have a strong wife behind you who has the business inclination and knows how to cook to keep it going. Most of us do have great wives behind us. There's no, no doubt about that. And it's, it is important. I had a, the honor of sitting next to her when I was inducted. So really a sweet, sweet woman, loves barbecue and just salt of the earth. When you were inducted, you did make it a point to tell me that you also were going back to cook the American Royal. Plans to do that again this year? <laughs> no, you know, I retired over 10 years ago at barbecue competitions. I was reminded very soundly of why I retired last year. Holy cow. I stunk up the place, but I had the biggest time ever. My team was there with me, and we, we cooked great turn-ins, things that would have truly won. 20 years ago. <laughs> so it was uh, so much fun, but no, I'm going to go up to Kansas city and shake everyone's hand and have the, the class reunion. But if anyone needs help on their team, I'll be glad to come and run and hang out with you. So when you look at where competition was 20 years ago, as you said, you cooked stuff that would have won 20 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever. And you see where it is now. There's always a lot of scuttlebutt about evolutions of things and 
well, this is how it's done today, but back in my day, blah, blah, blah. And it always back in the day, it was much better than whatever's happening now. How do you view competition barbecue now <laughs> as it relates or as it compares to when you were really knee deep in it? Golly, you know, that's a great question. I will tell you that I think the, the one thing that's changed barbecue competitions more than anything else is the certified judge network. And quite frankly, I was the, I hated to see that come on board. I always felt like that. Who are you to tell me what great barbecue is and who are you to tell judge what great barbecue is? They, they should have their own mind on what great barbecue is and not be told this is the perfect pool. This is the way you pull a brisket. It should should be there. They're the judges. Don't tell them how to judge. Let them be food lovers and barbecue lovers and let them do that that's the number one thing that's changed so i i, I think and if, i know this will rub some people wrong but don't be telling people what is right and then make, steering them in a right direction when it really might be in another direction it's it's a free-flowing and an, it's ever-changing but great barbecue is always great barbecue Certainly nobody uh, nobody knows it better than you because you were a very successful competitor, but I would have to imagine that what you would find at an Oklahoma Joe's restaurant doesn't necessarily directly compare to what you would have turned in tomorrow or 10 years ago or 15 years ago. You know what? We're using exactly the same wood, the same spices that we did, not just 15, 20, but 25, 30 years ago. And Jeff Staney, my par- original partner in Oklahoma Joe's, he is as well. And we've always said that, you know, it, we don't best barbecue in the world at the restaurant, but we've got to cook better barbecue than anybody else does in our city every time. And that's still our philosophy. I, I think that competition barbecue is like climbing a mountain. You climb to the very peak of it, and that's when it's perfect but you can fall off that other ledge and it goes bad very very quickly so there's a fine line between the perfect barbecue and the barbecue that was almost there or just went too far joe davidson joining us here on the show joe last time you were on we spoke briefly on the growing popularity of pellet cookers but as you look back at this industry of cookers and you know better than anyone what it like to build something then all of a sudden have it become quickly in demand as you told the story about going to the Oklahoma State Fair with just a small handful and walking sure. away with orders of hundreds and wondering how you were going to do that. What were your first thoughts on pellet cookers back in the 80s? We had mentioned Joe Traeger getting into the Hall of Fame. That was 1984, 1985. They first start coming out. What do you think about that as it starts to roll out? You know, as a, as a stick-burning guy, charcoal guy, I thought it was the biggest joke in the world and, and actually on the edge of cheating. <laughs> That's what I thought about it, especially in the world of, of competition barbecue. But as um, time would only tell, what they did was they made it possible for people that weren't really great at fire management that weren't really attuned to staying up all night long and cooking barbecue or doing long, slow cooks. It really made it possible for just anyone in their backyard to cook world-class barbecue. That's, that's what happened as it moved along. So originally, no, I didn't care for it, but now I've, I've, I've drank the Kool-Aid. I guarantee you that. Products can meander around for a while and 
never really see huge success. So as you start tracking popularity of pellet grills, when do you realize this is something that's going to be bigger than just for the folks who are really us, the barbecue nerds, love to figure out different ways to cook stuff, have as many grills as possible. This is going to go mainstream. When do you see that happening? I think that really was in the the mid-2000s, 04, 05, when really people, and that's when I really stepped back and was going, oh, my gosh, this is this is going to impact our industry in a way that we just don't really know just yet. And the other thing I loved about it was the ancillary markets that it opened up as a manufacturer, as a guy that likes to sell products. I was like, holy cow. We don't just get to imagine if we were selling gas grills and we got to sell all the propane that went in those. So this was an opportunity to sell a pellet grill and we do get to sell all the pellets that go in that. You know, it, it puts us in that market for a fuel and the BTUs that it takes to cook well. When consumers are looking to add a pellet cooker to their fleet, or maybe this is just the first cooker, I don't remember the last time somebody's come up to me and said, hey, I'm looking to buy my first grill, and the pellet cooker was something that just fell out of somebody's mouth, but that's the type of world that we're in now. So if you're looking to get one, or you're looking to add one to the fleet, or you just want to add another pellet cooker to your existing fleet, when people are asking you, what should I look for, what should I consider, what do you tell them? Well, I'll tell you, number one, there are a few things that have plagued pellet grills over the years. I think that number one is that they just, and I'm talking about even the mid-2000s, 2010, et cetera, they just didn't get hot enough. There was no sear zone in those. So they weren't as versatile as what I wanted in a unit because even in competition, we may cook low and slow, but when it's turn-in time, I want to be able to glaze it and sear that and really caramelize what I put on the outside of that slab of ribs or that chicken, et cetera. You know, so that was the first thing I would look for is what gives me the range and temperatures that go from low and slow to searing the perfect Pittsburgh steak as well. So that's, that's big time right there. I think the second thing you've got to look at is temperature control is so important. And one of the things that I've always liked about pellet grills is that a great stick burner that's got an offset firebox, the secret to that is getting a big bed of coals in that and letting the heat do the work for you. And it creates a tremendous amount of convection. So airflow is so important and radiant heat and the, the combination of those make for great barbecue and great bark. So pellet grills do that. If they've got a really good fan system, imagine having a little bitty forge in a bottom of a cooker and it's got pellets that are dropping on that. So it's like a blacksmith. You're, you've got a forge right there at the bottom of these pellet grills and it's creating all this convection and the heat that's coming up through there and a multitude of flavors. So that's, that's the other thing that I'm really looking for. The Ryder DLX line of cookers from Oklahoma Joe's has brought some new features to the game that I haven't really seen before. What do you like about them when you use them? Man, I'm going to tell you, I've been cooking on mine for the Ryder Deluxe for about, almost a month now when I first put the first one together. And the thing that I love about it is, first of all, just 
it's dashboard. Man, it's got a big wide open display. I can see exactly without wearing my <laughs> spectacles everywhere. What what's my temperature in the cooker? What is it at my fire pot? And it's easy to set that. I mean a big old knob, you turn it up there and click set it and it's so it's um it's intuitive, you know, kind of like an iPhone is the way you run the unit itself. The other thing I love about it is that I have the opportunity for Lone Cook meats to be able to have four different inserts, internal meat thermometers that plug into those individual cuts of meat. So I can monitor four different cuts at one time inside the cooker. And not to mention, you know, you got this center sear zone and I love gas grills. I've had a gas grill. I've got one right now. But ever since I've got my regular Ryder DLX and then now this brand new version two, I haven't fired up my gas grill, that my Sabre, in two years because hmm. it's so easy to crank it up and cook steaks. And I cook steaks all the time and fish and chicken. Well, one of the biggest knocks, as you had mentioned, is the pellet grills just not only do they not get hot enough, but I think a lot of folks were marketing them as an all-in-one cooker. And for those of us that have played around with any number of cookers, we realize in all honesty that a lot of these aren't all-in-ones. You can set 500 degrees, but when you put a steak in there at 500 degrees, 500 degrees on a gas grill is different than 500 degrees in a traditional pellet cooker, and we know all about it. So it's not getting... It's doing what it says it's doing, but it's not giving you the same experience. And what, from what I understand from what you're telling me, the DLX gives you that sear zone. So it is, in essence, like a gas grill or a charcoal grill, except you got wood pellets going underneath. That's exactly what happens. You've, you've got a handle that's on this unit that goes from smoke, which diffuses the, um, the, the temperature across the whole grates, makes it very even. You still got a few little hot spots here and there, but when you open that to sear, you've got about an 18 inch diameter circle with cast iron grates that are porcelain coated that are, they're hot. I mean, I'm, they're, they are hotter than the hubs of hell if you want them to be. And that's what, that's the secret to be able to do a perfect steak. You know, if you want to have a, a good char on the outside of a, an inch and a half ribeye and it be the perfect medium rear on the inside You've got to have temperature, and that's what this unit does. Joe, did you ever think we would be at a point where there would be lawsuits amongst the grill manufacturers, not for the hardware that's making up a cooker, handles, cooking grates, wheels, things that you had to worry about when you were putting together the first Oklahoma Joe cookers. We're having lawsuits amongst technology server-based stuff, app connectivity, Wi-Fi. Am I being get-off-my-lawn guy going, I can't believe we're still talking? This is the stuff that we're talking about and could be make or break for companies' successes. It's not the cooker necessarily. It's the technology on the cooker. It's Is that crazy or what? Yes. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's nuts to me. It's something that here's the deal. I believe that patents, whether they're within durable hard goods or technology, et cetera, the only reason to get a patent is to be able to pursue it and defend it and make money off of that patent. You don't, we can sell all the products we want to every day. So we would like to focus on giving something that really works as it is and not 
not let it dabble over into the court system as to what's the best way to have my iPhone app that works with my cooker. That's that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. And no, I did not think this would ever happen to the world of barbecue. Joe, anything coming up in the next month or two that you'd care to share with us we should be keeping an eye out on? Oh my gosh. You know, the, the things that we're trying to do right now at Oklahoma Joe's is to really focus on helping our customers and our advocates be the best cooks in the world. So when you're looking at this, even like tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a uh, Facebook live where I'm doing the, what I call the Holy Grail of barbecue. It'll be at 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Oklahoma Joe's Facebook page. And to me, the Holy Grail of barbecue is the perfect smoked prime rib and all the side dishes that go with it. Mm. It's, it's so barbecue is a lot more than ribs and brisket chicken. There are so many things and side dishes ought to get a headline this summer with what we're going to be doing. Well, check it out over on the Oklahoma Joe's Facebook page. This is Joe Davidson right here, the original Oklahoma Joe. Joe, always appreciate the time you give to the show, and let's do it again soon. It's good to see you. All right, there he is, Joe, right there. All guests appear via the Oklahoma Joe's Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills Hotline. Great to get his insight on where we are technology-wise in this space. Both of us a little mind blown that lawsuits are taking place over technology versus things that actually are making the grill cook. I guess you could argue that the technology is making the grills cook since some of you can control the grills with your phones and all that good stuff. Ramping it up, ramping it down. Oh, it's the evolution of stuff, right? Of course. That was Joe Davidson, Barbecue Hall of Famer right there. Ramsey Hoffield in the green room, ready to come on here in just one moment. Let me talk to you quickly about our friend David Leans and the Do Wellness program. For the last five months, here I am talking to you about getting into a little bit better shape. Look, we're all barbecue guys. We're all barbecue gals. We are known to overeat a little bit here and there. Sure. But we also know maybe we should be doing something a little bit more healthy for us but we need help i need help you need help need somebody to hold you accountable maybe you don't have a pal that's right next to you that's going to work out with you you're going to hit the gym all the time or exchange war stories and make sure that everybody's hitting their particular goals that's where david comes in he's our friend he's a barbecue enthusiast a men's health and wellness coach david mcdowell says you can eat barbecue all year around and still lose fat, believe it or not. With David, you've got assistance around the clock. He's just a text message away, an iMessage or a WhatsApp message away, even email. He's also available to FaceTime, Zoom, WhatsApp, video chat, whenever you need him, even on short notice. And he's not charging $500 a month like some of these other canned diet plans with one to two check-ins a month. Forget it. David is partnering with you, giving you access to a resource who's available effectively 24-7. And you're doing it for 200 bucks a month. I'm no mathematician, but there seems to be six months left in the year. Do you not have $1,200 to invest in yourself? Of course you do. And you're going to feel better, and your family is going to thank you, and your legs and your heart are going to thank you, and so is your blood pressure, by the way. So hit the website and cash in now, davidleans.com slash bbq. That's davidleans.com 
slash BBQ. Tell him the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Follow him on Instagram, Earl's Cookout. This guy is a really great cook, by the way, and very entertaining. Great follow. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. Take advantage of it right now, and we are back to talk next grill right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase or to see what other great products they have to add a little smoky flavor to whatever it is you're cooking. CookinPellets.com. You know, there's nothing more exciting than talking about new products getting ready to hit the live fire market. Tonight, we have one that might pique your interest in a few different ways. For years, we've talked about thermostatically controlled grills. And this year, we will see at least two in the market. But only one of those also comes with an attached air fryer. Yes, I said air fryer. And it's coming to you from the folks at Next Grill. And it's the Nevo 720 Plus Smart Grill. So... Let's learn all about this as we race to the Oklahoma Joe's Rider DLX Pellet Grills Hotline and welcome in first-time guest, Ramsey Hawfield. Hey, Ramsey. How you doing, Greg? I am absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making time here this evening to talk about Next Grill and the Nevo 720 with Air Fryer, which I'm very excited to talk to you on many different levels excited. Uh, before we do that, if you could give us a little background on Next Grill, the company, when it got started, and uh, maybe when you latched on board and started doing what you're doing. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, Next Grill is a company that started around 1993 in Southern California. Um, gas grill manufacturer back then, and you know, and still are today. Obviously, we've grown quite a bit, but we we started as uh, making branded products under Next Grill, and also dealing with uh, private label and. Uh, licensed brands like Gen Air and KitchenAid, uh, which we've been doing for over 20 years. Um, so that's been it's been a journey for us. Uh, Next Grill is one of the key components within Next Grill is the supply chain that we've built, which is a group-owned facility, um, which has been a major competitive advantage for us as well as you know big value to our key retailers. And I think you know Next Grill's main way of of growing in the marketplace has been to partner with those key retailers. And focus on what they can do to uh, for us, you know, leveraging their audiences as well as as us helping to bring new products to them and, and innovative products to uh, to their audiences. So, you know that um, that gives you a little bit of the history on Next Grill. But when you look at Next Grill overall, that manufacturing facility is is one of the largest gas grill manufacturing facilities in the world, producing roughly two two million grills per year. Is so that it's kind of a household name you may have not heard of? You know, in a lot of households yet. So is Next Grill a brand or are you also the manufacturer of, you know, the the other lines that you had mentioned as well? We manufacture all of it, yeah. So Next wow. Grill is our house brand, um, along with another brand called Mega Masters under the same umbrella of our global leisure group. Um, but Next Grill is a branded product, yeah. What's the business? And then we manufacture the Gen Air, we manufactured KitchenAid for for the years, like I mentioned. So we've done a lot of private label um, and licensing deals throughout those those thirty years in business. This has nothing to do with anything, and you won't care. But many, 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 many years ago, when we first moved into our first house, my wife got me a Kenmore gas grill. I cooked through the back of it like a year and a half. We yep. use it all the time. 
And I was going to buy, at the time, this $1,300 all stainless steel Gen Air grill. It had that big rotisserie burner in the back. This thing was awesome. And then I just happened to talk to my cousin, Glenn Rempe, who was a barbecue caterer in Maryland at the time. And he's the one that spun all of this up. I had no idea about barbecue. He told me all about it. I got a barbecue pit, a Weber Smoky Mountain, and a Weber gas grill instead of that big honking Gen Air grill. And, you know, fast forward 20 years, and here we are with the show and all that other stuff. But that Gen Air was pulling at my heartstrings. I mean, it was pulling at my heartstrings. That thing was the sexiest thing I've ever seen in all stainless steel. And uh, to this day, I rue that I didn't get it. But, of course, if I would have done that, then maybe we wouldn't be here talking about the, the Nevo here in a couple minutes. Anyway, um, how are you finding the business climate like right now compared to the last two years, which were mega busters for pretty much anybody providing a service or a product into the live fire community? Yeah, it's been a wild ride for all of us, right? I mean, everybody locked down and, and demand went crazy for furniture and exercise equipment and barbecues obviously were a piece of that. You were in your home and you wanted to you wanted to cook. So we saw that that rage just like everybody else. Um, you know, we're seeing it we're seeing it t- tamper a bit. It's starting to slow a bit where you see some of that demand has pulled through and and people are starting to get back to work and live their regular lives, but there's no doubt that if this this pandemic brought a lot of people into, you know, live fire cooking in their backyard and and it's going to grow and continue to grow because of that. I, we we still see a strong demand over 2019. So, you know, that's kind of how we're watching those numbers to see the bubble that we had had in 20 and 21 and then comparing that with 19. So we're still seeing strong growth over that um, time period. So I think we have a whole new audience of customers that are they're grilling out there and we're excited about it. Ramsey Hallfield joining me here on the show, nextgrill.com, the website. Uh, Ramsey, I've talked to some other grill manufacturers or brands who are actually holding off shipments coming in from overseas because the inventory that they already had on ground here, you know, maybe the big box retailers or whoever they were partnered with were pretty flush with stuff already. They weren't running out. So the, uh, in, uh, the inbound stuff isn't necessarily needed. You guys in a similar situation where, you know, you're like, Hey, you know, just kind of back it off there. We're, we're pretty good with inventory here locally at this point, or are you not in that situation? I mean, those conversations go on every day to manage the inventory, and that's what makes us good partners with our retailers because we've got facilities that allow us to do that if need be. Um, and we've had some great relationships with people like Home Depot for a long, long time. So we we work those things out and figure out how to make sure the inventory is where it needs to be when it needs to be there. You know, I know Memorial Day this past weekend has been a great grill selling weekend. So hopefully those inventories are starting to move and, you know, the summer's kicking in all over the country. And that's, that's I think it's going to be a good season for us. So let's dig in to this Nevo unit, specifically the uh, 720 plus smart grill. And let's start with the grill portion. Earlier this year, Charbroil unveils their cruise model. At that point was the only thermostatically controlled grill to hit the market that I was aware of. The Nevo 720 is now the second grill that is going to be of similar concept, thermostatically controlled, or for those that don't know, setting a temperature and just going from there. Given the amount of time gas grills have been around, is it shocking that 2022 is the first time we're seeing this attempt at temperature control on a grill? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, hearing hearing second makes me cringe a little bit because I know we've been working on this since 2019. And I think some of that pandemic hurt our ability to go over to China and keep these things going and get the development where it wanted to be 
Um, but it's been a long time coming for us and it's been on the radar with us and our retailers and the customers asking for those products for, for many years. You know, the Internet of Things is not something brand new. I think it's definitely hitting the barbecue industry a little harder now and and becoming a, a nice selling feature for customers. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's been a, it's been a three, four year journey for us as we've as we've gone into the market to try and get this out there. So it was, it was meant for this season. We're here now. Um, kind of coming in June here into inventory for the Nevo Plus, the the regular size Nevo is already in stock, but that air fryer version is coming in um, mid late next month, and, and we're excited to get it on the market. We've talked on the show through various guests for ten years, fifteen years about how come we don't see one of these, and then it's always pontificated on, usually boiling down to it's really hard to do whatever's happening in an oven on a gas grill. Uh, I'm not smart. I don't know anything about that other than that just seems to be the refrain over the last decade or so. Is it that hard to do something on a gas grill that's already achievable in an indoor cooking appliance? I don't know if I want to answer that because there's technical people in the company that probably would, would have a different <laughs> opinion. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the you know the technology of modulating valves and our, what we've done to create this proprietary valve system, it takes time. It, you you got to make sure these things are obviously safe and tested to get to market. So a lot of that is around the safety side of it to make sure that they function properly and they don't just open up all the way or shut off all the way or keep burning after the flame goes out, you know, keep sending gas into the unit. So it's all safety, um, safety related to make sure that these things are perfect for the market before they go out there. The newest complimentary piece this year that I thought was a bit of a game changer was the induction side burner of the Traeger put on their new $4,000 pellet grill. But then I saw the Nevo and next grill has really gone outside the box by adding this side air fryer, was this a feature that is management driven or is this something where you're getting an influx of input from customers going and the refrain now is air fryer, air fryer, air fryer. And you're like, hey, let's marry these two up together and see what happens. Yeah, we've been making air fryers um, on the private label side for quite a while. And, and it's a it's a customer request. You know, we it's not just air fryers. It's getting into into pellet grills with searing burners and, and griddles that, that do um, combo units as well, where you have gas and griddle next to each other. So it's a trend we definitely see with customers looking for that combination of units outside in that outdoor kitchen. And the air fryer was a natural fit for us because we had the manufacturing capabilities to do both. Mm. And working with, you know, again, Home Depot, our retail partner for this product, you know, we, we looked at them and, and heard those same comments from them looking for more interesting functionality, something that can complement. Obviously, you're cooking burgers on your grill. You want some French fries with that. These two things come out of the same unit. You don't have to go in and out of your house and trek across your your wet yard and dodge your, your dog droppings and whatever else to get to your house to get your fries going. So um, it's all about convenience. You know, it's for us, it, the reason that air fryer is there is convenience of, of cooking that meal for your family outside. What kind of a capacity does this air fryer have versus the one that I have on my shelf, I have a Ninja Foodie, whatever model that is pretty good for indoors, but is this substantially bigger? Uh, it's, I yeah, it's 13.8 quarts. So if that gives you some reference, it's got that kind of capacity, which it's, it's a large unit and it's got multiple trays inside of the unit for cooking different things. So um, at different levels, so when you're talking, depending on what you're putting in there, obviously it has, it has a good size unit there with 13.8 quarts. There's, Quite a bit of tech on this grill as well. After all, it is billed as a smart grill. What is the consumer yep. getting with the purchase on the tech side of things? 
Yeah, the the controller is the biggest piece of the Nevo that, you know, that's the new exciting news for us. So that SureTemp controller is what we're calling that. And that's um, NextFi enabled, which allows it to talk to your phone, be controlled by your phone so that you can monitor temperatures, you can monitor probes and, and meet temps, you can set timers. Um, and it's even got a few other features in there that are pretty interesting, something like an auto warm feature. So what that does is allow you to have your probe number one in your meat and it's sitting on the right side of your grill. When that meat hits the temperature you've targeted, you've set, that grill will shut off the right burner and leave the left burner on low to keep that food warm until you're ready to come pull it off so you don't overcook that food and and it's ready to be served. So there's some real great convenience around the technology. Um, another one I'll mention is the, the self-cleaning auto shutoff. So there's a technology there that allows you to say, I'm done cooking. I'm, I'm done with my grill here. So Let's hit this button and, and it'll run the grill up to 600, do a quick burn off for 10 minutes and then shut off the entire unit um, and power down. So that's a, obviously a safety feature. It's a gas saving feature. So the technology is just allowing you to, it's again, the convenience and the performance and the functionality, right? Those are the things that we're focused on with this grill and the app talking through that controller to the grill allows us to, to just have a better experience cooking, make sure we're not burning our food, make sure we're not wasting gas, shut that thing down and be able to enjoy our company and be with our friends and family while we're cooking and not have to sit there picking up the lid, poking the meat, looking at what's going on. The app's going to do all that for you and, and make sure that you're, you're enjoying your party and enjoying your guests. I've asked this question a number of times to the grill manufacturers and the grill brands when they come on. 15 years ago, this question wouldn't even be thought of because we didn't have this technology. But now when you are making a new product to bring to market, how much time is spent in whatever meeting or boardroom that you guys have and gals saying, how much tech are we going to load onto this grill to be competitive within whatever space and price point we're trying to be competitive at? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question because it's, you know, you can keep loading it up and it becomes annoying at some point, right? It becomes, it's not useful anymore. And you want it to be about convenience. You want it to be something that's useful for the customer because, you know, if you know NextGrill, we're trying to keep our price points very competitive. We want to be that brand that brings value without a real high price point. So you'll see us in that spot in the marketplace. Um, so adding technology adds costs. So we're looking at that as if I'm going to add that technology, it better have some real good function and something that's really going to be beneficial to my customer to say, I want to choose that product over the other one next to it. So I, I think it's, it's going to ebb and flow. I'm sure we'll, uh, people will overcook it and do too much technology and they'll back off when consumers don't choose those products. And we're trying to make sure that we're on the underside of that making functional and convenient technology rather than, um, just loading it in there. Is there any way for you to track who's actually using it? I get having it on the grill is one thing, and perhaps there's a little bit of fear of missing sale, where if you don't have a certain amount, somebody might go, well, I mean, this one does have this, but this one doesn't, so I'm going to buy the one that does. But when they get it home, maybe they're not even really using 20% of it or 50% of it for that matter. Do you have a way to say, okay, somebody's bought this grill with this technology, and now we can track if they're actually using it or not? Or you just get feedback from a customer saying they're using it or not? Yeah, I mean, we'll mainly focus on what the customers are telling us. And we'll be able to go in and see, I think, hours usage and some some minor stats like that. But it's not going to go down to, we're not going to be watching what's going on on the grill there that closely. It's more, obviously, we're interested if they're buying that product and if they're giving us positive feedback through reviews and, and through other comments. What are we looking at price point wise? 
The Nevo 720 Plus with the air fryer is uh, $799 at Home Depot. And then the one without the air fryer is $599, which is the exact same gas grill unit. It just doesn't have that side air fryer next to it. All right, so, so $799 and $599. Both are thermostatically controlled. One has the air fryer, one doesn't. That's right. Um, and then yeah, the grills are identical. You said they're coming yeah. into Home Depot mid, late June-ish? Yeah, the 720 is in stock now. so that okay. can, And they can both be ordered now on Home Depot. The air fryer 720 plus will, will, take, will come in in kind of mid, late June for delivery. But yeah, they're both on the website available today. Tracking success of the smart version, do you see a even bigger version coming down the pike potentially, or is this as big as it's going to get? No, I think um, it's the future. I think you know we're we're looking at at expanding these products. When we look at that NextFi enabled controller, we've got a pellet grill that has that in it already today. Where <laughs> both of those things will work off the Next Grill app, um, and we're looking down the line at. Um, heaters and fire bowls and all sorts of things to create a connected outdoor experience. It's going to mm-hmm. give the customer one place where they can control that outdoor environment and enjoy their their space. And, and like I mentioned, you know, spending time with your friends and family and creating those memories. So we're excited about that. The Next Grill app is a big deal for us, and we're very excited about building that community. Aside from the app, if you are looking for a new gas grill, head on over to Home Depot or the website, nextgrill.com, and check out that new Nevo 720 Plus Smart Grill, a grill and air fryer all in one. What else would you need? And we're talking with Ramsey Hallfield, the Vice President of Marketing from Next Grill. Ramsey, really appreciate the time and the insight on the product and a little background on the company and uh, continued success. Thanks so much, Greg. We appreciate it. You got Thanks it. for having me. You bet. There he is, Ramsey Hawfield from You're listening Next to Grill. the Barbecue Central Show, presented by the Ryder. I played the wrong sound. All guests there appear via the Oklahoma Joe's Ryder Deluxe Pellet Grills Hotline. So if you are in the market for a gas grill, what do we tell you? Listen to the guests. Do your due diligence. Check them out in person if you're that kind of person. I can't wait to send this podcast over to my pal Jimmy Malone, broadcast Hall of Famer here in Cleveland on WTAM 1100, the big one, when I told him last Friday when I did a quick hit segment leading into Memorial Day that there's a grill, a gas grill, that has his favorite component, an air fryer, because Jimmy Malone is 100% dead set on the best tasting steaks he has ever cooked. They come out of an air fryer. Come on, Jimmy. I have to be a better friend to you than that. I'm making that commitment to you right now. All right, we thank Ramsey Hawfield from Next Grill for joining us, and I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today, a choice line, a prime line. Choice line, one size if you want to save some cash. If you know you're a good cook, if you don't need all the Wi-Fi and the app connectivity and all that nonsense, Choice Line is the one for you. It will save you some cash, and you will still get a great cooking experience no matter what. If you want all the other stuff that I just said was nonsense, then the Prime is the one you want to take a look at. There's a light on the inside. There's windows on the main cooking chamber and a window on the pellet hopper and two internal meat probes, and it's got Wi-Fi, and you can use your phone to run the temperature up and down. It's a whole thing. A couple hundred bucks more. A little bit better of a or more solid build on a chassis, things like this. Sold through dealers only. Go check them out. Learn it up. 
see what you like best, and then buy the one that best fits your budget and needs. The good news is the Prime and the Choice line all accommodate the pizza oven insert, so get that at the dealer as well. That's GreenMountainGrill.com, GreenMountainGrills.com. Also on the website, rubs, sauces, and other accessories to complete the Green Mountain Grill cooking experience. We are back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show, presented by the Ryder Deluxe Pellet Grills from Oklahoma Joe's. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. And we thank Ramsey Hoffeld from Next Grill, nextgrill.com, for joining us last segment. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures. Simultaneously connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via the Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. The Fireboard 2, the Fireboard 2 Drive, the Fireboard 2 Pro for those high-temperature situations, and the Spark Spark is really taking the world by storm right now. I know a lot of folks that are using it. I know they love the instant read meat thermometer portion of it, but they love having just the single channel. Is the fifth Tuesday of the month an infomercial? No. Is it talking about great live fire products that you may or may not be familiar with? Yes. That next grill doesn't pay me. It had an air fryer on it. Of course, I'm going to talk about it. And you have to plug it in in order to control the controller part. So you have electric air fryer. There you go. But you know, guy, I'll be angling for next grill to support the show. Wink, wink. All right, uh, that's going to do it here for the first hour. If you're just tuning in, don't worry. We're recording, so you get the podcast at some point early next morning. Uh, that's called Wednesday. Next morning. That could be any morning. And we'll have a podcast up on Thursday for the second hour, but we'll talk more about that after we get through the break here. If you have any thoughts or comments or suggestions, hit me up, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. And we'll be sure to share those during the remainder of the show as they fit in. We're going to be talking with Ray Lampy next hour as well. And a very special results show coming up at the top of the American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition. Month two ended last week. We will see who is getting the boot this month and who the finals are setting up to be. I know you're all waiting with bated breath, as am I. Stick around. We'll get all that information here as we return. <laughs> 